Design Pickle is a big supporter of everything on Seminary. If you haven't heard, they are a flat rate, unlimited use graphic design service helping churches across the nation. We're a proud client of theirs and love how they help us make social media graphics and those downloadable PDF article summaries that we've been sending out. Even if you have a designer, you need to check them out. To learn more, visit designpickle.com forward slash churches. On that same page, you can watch a totally free 30 minute video of me and the founder of Design Pickle talking about modern church marketing and of course pickles welcome to the unseminary podcast are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further faster have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world hey you're not alone join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary buckle up and let's get started with this week's unseminary podcast hey happy monday everybody welcome to the unseminary podcast we are celebrating all month uh different church leaders from contexts that are different to ours and today we've got robert manda he is from uh, Malawi, and you're going to love this interview as he talks about kind of what God's doing in his context. Coming up on Thursday, we've got double episodes actually this week and next week. Uh, we've got John Finkeldy from uh, all the way from Australia, the land down under. You're going to want to tune in uh, on that day as well because that's an incredible interview, hearing about some really cool stuff in his context. Uh, last week uh, was kind of a big day in my world. I actually got my hands on the first printed copies of my book that comes out uh, November 1st that I wrote for you uh, and the leaders at your church. The reason why I wrote it was because I really want to celebrate the 10 churches that I talk about in here. Uh, the subtitle tells it all, 10 churches who zagged when others zigged and saw more impact because of it. And I got to be honest, the thing as I, uh, you know, kind of held some physical copies in my hand, um, the thing that kind of got me was all the people who have written endorsements of this book. So I sent it out to a series of friends and acquaintances in the ministry world, and I'm really blown away. It ended up being pages and pages of endorsements. You know, folks like Dan Ryland from 12 Stone or Heather Larson, she's the executive pastor at Willow Creek or Frank Beeler, he's uh, a part of the lead team at Elevation or Kerry Newhoff, who wrote a great endorsement and also wrote uh, a really... Uh a compelling forward to it. I was so thankful for that. Or Tim Stevens, uh, you might know him. He's an author, blogger, uh, currently works at Vanderbloom and Search Group. Or or Derwin Gray, he's the lead pastor at uh, Transformation Church. Denny, Jenny Katrin, she's an author and the CEO of uh, Foresight Group. Uh, Dan Rizzo from ARC uh, and Church of the Highlands. There's so many. Uh, and I was so honored that these folks, you know, set out uh, and let me know uh, you know, kind of their words, their thoughts about the book. So I would love to for you and your team to pick them up. Uh, they come out November 1st, but if you want to read a chapter, kind of get a sneak peek, you can do that by going to unreasonablechurches.com. Uh, you can pick up a copy there of uh, a chapter, just sign up, and, and that'll also put you at the front of the line. Uh, so when it goes live, I'll make sure that you know first so you can get your copy. Uh, again, uh, there's I'm so excited for this launch, not because, uh, you know, it's my book, but because I'm, I'm looking forward to what it'll do in your church. Ultimately, I wrote this book because I want you and the leaders in your church to try something new, to take a new risk. And I'm, it's really a celebration of leaders who have done that. Uh, so please drop by unreasonablechurches.com uh, to learn more. Anyways, let's get on with the episode. Today's episode uh, with Robert Manda is a great one. I am uh, I loved hearing his story, loved hearing about what God's doing in his, uh, his church. Let's jump in and listen to Robert Manda all the way from Malawi. This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Uh, we're in for a real treat. We've got uh, brother, pastor, Robert Manda with us. He is from Eastern Light Presbyterian Church in Lalongwe, Malawi, in, in on the continent of Africa. Uh, Robert, welcome to the show today. 
Thank you so much, Rich, for having me today on this show. Oh, I'm so excited to uh, to have you. Uh, I'm just excited to, to hear more about your church. Why don't you tell us about Eastern Light? Tell us about your church uh, Yeah, as we get started. Great. Uh, this is a church that started by Korean missionaries from South Korea in 2006. And uh, it started around that time when I was in college in Bible school. And uh, it has been in this community since 2006 to the present. Uh, it's a church that is still growing. Uh, we are much focused into the word, mm -hmm. and we are reaching both to young people, adults, and children because we believe that the church, uh, it has to be the whole family. Mm. We are located in the capital city of Malawi, mm -hmm. uh, which is in the southern part of Africa. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's who we are. Very cool. Um, well, why don't you tell us about Malawi? Why don't you kind of give us a sense of uh, the spiritual climate of your country? Give us a sense of what, um, you know, what's happening in your country, you know, as relationship to the gospel and the message of Jesus. Great. Uh, Malawi, maybe before I come to that question, maybe people who are watching us may be wondering where is he, where is Malawi and right. uh, yeah. what is Malawi like? <laughs> sure, yeah, we can you know, there. Malawi is popularly yeah, Malawi is popularly known as the warm heart of Africa. Uh, it was colonized by the British government, and we got our independence in 1964. And uh, the missionaries who first came to Malawi were from Britain. Mm. And uh, when they came, they planted the gospel in many parts of Malawi. But then after they had gone, uh, there's been that gap. Mm. And now coming back to your question, what is the climate or spiritual climate of you know Malawi at the moment? I would say Malawi is like, like a pregnant woman mm. who is ready to give a birth. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that uh, people are so thirsty uh, to hear to God's word. I've mm. been to many parts of the world. I've never seen a place where people are so thirsty for God's words like Malawi. Very cool. I mean, somebody would say that's a cool, but it also makes the church and the people to be vulnerable mm. because some of the people who are preaching the so-called gospel, it's not even the gospel at all, mm. but because they know that people are thirsty for God's word. I'll give you an example. If mm -hmm. you and I today, we go downtown, we just start preaching along the road, people are going to stop. Hmm. They're going to listen from us. Whether we preach the Bible or we preach something else, they will stop listening to us. Mm. Hmm. So we are at that crossroads, like I say, that uh, people are thirsty for God's word. Hmm. And uh, I cry because there is a movement right now in Malawi where people are so taken up into prophetic ministry. Okay. And these are false prophets. They are, hmm. they are just misleading innocent souls. And that uh, that's how I look at my country. But of course, on the other hand, there are those people who are passionate to preach Christ and Christ alone to the people. But by and large, we are in that dilemma, brother. Oh, that's amazing. So that, that's interesting that, um, you know, obviously the, the spirit is doing something to make people um, available for the gospel. But then, it, it, you, you know, the, there are obviously some negative false teachers that are stepping in. Uh, to, um, you know, to try to take advantage of that. So uh, describe yeah. that situation if you're, let's say, you know, at your church, 
Um, you know, people are, are willing to come. Uh, they're willing to come hear you to, to, to listen to the word. Um, are, are, do people invite, like, are your, do, do the people that go to your church, or do they invite their friends to come, their family? What does that look like? How do people hear about your church? Well, it's more like uh, um, when we started, we started small. We started it's like it was a small group of people. Right. Uh, we started about maybe 10 people, but now by God's grace, we have about 500 plus members. Wow. Uh, so basically, the, we, we do have a strategy whereby we teach people the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, our scripture says they shall know the truth and the truth is going to set them free. Mm-hmm. So we preach Christ and they take that message to their families. Mm-hmm. And once they share what they have learned from the church, mm-hmm. their families, they also come because they're looking and right. searching for the truth. Interesting. So basically, uh, if you talk about my church, how do we reach out to people? We use like families you know mm. and the families they reach to other families right because as a pastor i can't reach to everybody all right. the time mm-hmm. but when people come we preach them the gospel and then they get the gospel and they get it to their families and it ultimately to the community mm-hmm. and then they happen to know what god is doing around our community now would most of the people who come to your church are they in the the city center there are they from come from the long way are they in the you know in that community? Are they like in, or more urban you know folks? That's interesting question. Uh, mm. My 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 set, our setup is a bit different because yeah. we are between the city mm-hmm. and the village, so we are oh. in between. Oh, okay. <laughs> so in, in the states and, uh, they call that the suburbs. The, you know they call kind that the of, suburbs. Kind of, but here. different setup because your suburb yeah. is filled with the different people but here suburb is like uh, the average kind of people okay interesting you get what i'm saying <laughs> sure yeah no that's that's really interesting so your kind of your church is between the urban center and out in the villages um you're in kind of a you know transition zone so do you draw from both the urban and from rural or is it just from that kind of zone in between majority are from the rural area okay and then the few people from the urban side okay interesting interesting well, yeah. what is what is God using to make an impact in in your in your culture? You know, obviously within your church or even in other you know movements that you're seeing in Malawi. What is he What is he using there? Uh, uh, Brother Rich, uh, to be honest with you, uh, the experience that I've had over the time is it's by God's grace to have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm, amen. What I meant by that, as a pastor, as a God servant, that God has called me, I can't give the people what I don't have. Mm. And I can't have if I'm not connected to the master. You Mm. know, in John chapter 15, Mm -hmm. where Jesus was saying, you are the branch and the branch has to be connected to the same. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to say, there is no way the branch can produce a fruit if it is not connected. Mm -hmm. So... The first thing that I have discovered by God's grace is to maintain my relationship with my God mm. through private time of devotional time, reading scripture. That's one way that mm. has maintained what we have done so far. 
Hmm. And secondly, it's not only about my intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. but also it's it's this is God's work. It's, mm -hmm. it's never meant to be one man show. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's we work as a team. Uh, uh, I I do have people, men and women, that God has brought us together. So we work as a team. Mm -hmm. So even though I'm the lead pastor, but I do have some pastors surrounding me. I do have some leaders. You know, deacons and uh, and uh, and other elders that we work together as a team. Mm -hmm. It's my job to make sure that these leaders, the team that I'm heading, they should also be enriched. So I do deliberately uh, do what I call discipleship time mm -hmm. with the people hmm. that I work. With. How yeah. often do you do the discipleship time? This training experience with your leaders. What does that look like? Is that like? Weekly, monthly, how do, what, how do you train your leaders? Because I think one of the things, leaders all over the world, church leaders all over the world, uh, they struggle with that. Like, I, I, want to, I want the ministry to go beyond me, but I want to train these people. How, do you, how are you doing that? The method that we have used is that uh, we meet every month end. Okay. So if, 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 if God gives us a time every month end, we come together, all departments, from okay. the children's ministry, from women ministry, from the adult ministry. I'm talking about the key leaders. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We come together. We pray together. Mm -hmm. And we get reports, what's, what is God doing in their ministries? How can we pray for them? Mm -hmm. So through that kind of interaction between the lead pastor and the people who are surrounded the whole ministry, uh, we have seen that God is leading us, you know, one step at a time. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Is your does your church are you involved in meeting practical needs in your community? Are you um, kind of using that as a way to build a relate, you know, relational bridge out to um, you know your community? Any like social services, any of that kind of thing? Yes, we do. Tell me yes, about we that. Do. Tell me um, about that. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things, Rich, is that uh, when you talk of the church, it's not only about coming together on Sunday. Right. The church, in, 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 biblical, in biblical words, is supposed to be the light and the salt of the world. Mm, amen. So, as a church, we have deliberately make ourselves to be holistic kind of approach. Mm. We are involved in a, in a healthy sector. We have got hospital. Mm. We, we have got education, we have got university that is training like young people in IT. Wow. And we, also, we are also training nurses hmm. uh, for, for that matter. Wow. So, yeah, we, we, we are involved in social services. We are involved in education sector. But by and large, all of those things are surrounding what the mission of the church is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we are also involved in other activities apart from preaching like on Sunday basis. Right. Absolutely. Well, you know, one of the things we're doing as we're talking with leaders uh, around the world is we're asking them to uh, to speak as friends and brothers to the church in America. And what would you say to leaders here? Um, you know, how, how, what can we, you know, do to reach our culture and to think about, you know, how we uh, disciple the people in our communities? What would you, what advice would you give us? Well, I think it will go back to what I had already said earlier on, like um, leaders and churches, whether it's in the States or in wherever in the world, mm -hmm. I think leaders must know 
that first of all we need to maintain that relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to graduate from seminary and to get all the doctrine that we are all have gone all through mm -hmm. in the seminary. But it's another thing to use that information by the grace of God and be connected to God. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is that we are living in a world whereby everybody is busy. Mm -hmm. There are so many needs, a lot of people seeking counseling. Mm -hmm. But I think as church leaders, we need to deliberately, you know, slow down mm -hmm. and have time with the Lord Jesus Christ. I am always fascinated with how Jesus Christ did his ministry. Mm -hmm. Scripture says that every day he isolated himself. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is Christ, the master, the savior, God himself. Mm -hmm. What about us leaders? Mm, so good. So dear friends, whoever is watching this episode, I would encourage you, if you're a leader, take time to communicate and to fellowship with God. Mm. And secondly, I would also say that uh, as a church in the wayside, I think we should not limit ourselves when it comes to empowering others mm. to help with the ministry. Mm -hmm. Pastors, we can't do everything by ourselves. Right, so true. There's some people in churches, there's some women, there's some men, there's some young people in the churches that we need to empower. Mm. And trust you me, by God's grace, God can use them for his own glory. Mm. That's very good. I, yeah, I appreciate that encouragement, um, definitely. I think as we, as we lead, we have to have a vibrant, growing faith. Um, we have to stay connected to Christ uh, for us, you know, ultimately to lead people uh, there. We can't do it out of an empty well, um, you know, for sure. I, I appreciate that. Anything else you want to say uh, before we wrap up today? Well, um, I mean, for me, it's just to say thank you so much, Rich, for having me. I mean, I don't take this for granted. Mm. I, 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 every day for me is a miracle. Every day is a gift. And every day I'm excited when I woke up in the morning. I begin the day, by the way, by having my time with my daddy, mm. which is God himself. I mean, I, I wish leaders, I wish church leaders, we could get to that place where we value that relationship mm. with Jesus Christ mm -hmm. more than anything else. Mm -hmm. You may have a mat purpose like you may have a big church mm -hmm. but if you lose that connection with god mm. what benefit right what have you gained absolutely well thank you robert for being on the show today um does your church have a website or if people want to get in touch with you how could they do that well um our church is as it doesn't have a website but we're in the process we're gonna have uh, a website very soon okay. but we do have a website for the discipleship program which we started so people can log in on www.ptim malawi okay ptim malawi and they will be able to see some of the discipleship program that we are having let me finish by saying this the world is dying and they are seeking you and i who have been called by the grace of god they are looking for answers. Mm. God has called us to be the light and to be the salt. 
In Malawi, for instance, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. Whoever is watching this, I would urge you, pray for Malawi. Mm. Pray that the gospel should swap out, I mean, the whole country of Malawi. Mm. But men and women may know the truth, and only truth shall set them free. Thank right. you, brother, for having Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Don't be shy. We'd love to connect. Check out Unseminary Inbox. You can sign up at unseminary.com and we'll send you helpful training resources every week. Plus, you'll gain immediate access to our exclusive members area with tons of resources you can use. Connect with Rich on Twitter at Rich Birch or through email rich at unseminary.com Don't forget to check out the show notes for this episode at unseminary.com It includes links to what we talked about today and more. Leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Did you enjoy today's episode? Drop by iTunes and leave a review. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's Unseminary podcast. Join us next week when we'll learn more stuff we wish they taught in seminary.